0: And we're live. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're recording. Good. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Good. Um, so I thought it'd be great to talk about, I think, who we are. Yeah. And I'll try and say my name first this time. And uh, what we're trying, looking to accomplish here with the podcast. I like that. So I, I'll take a start. at the beginning. Start, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. absolutely. So start off, I'm Zach. I am, call it a data scientist by trade, but I... End up working a lot with people almost by accident. And I think working backward is always how I describe myself in job interviews, where I'm currently at a boutique, I don't even know how to describe it, but call it a analytics, a grocery analytics company for price, promotions, stuff of that nature. Yeah. So, like, we provide a software solution, and the retailer takes that and uses it to change their pricing models around. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's funny because, like, I have this perception that people who go into data science or computer science are doing it to get away from people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But like, you end up interacting with a bunch of people, and people produce data. Yeah, it's kind of funny and circular, right? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely,
0: <laughs> and it's kind of interesting in terms of a point about you want like, I, and we're going to talk about what we're looking to do here with the podcast. But you you need to get that leverage by talking to the right groups of people anyway. And so to do the cool projects and run the cool models and, like, affect true business change, you need to get buy-in, which means being good with and talking to the right people. Yeah. And so before that, I took a little bit of a break at uh, Penn Gaming, which is a casino company. And then the COVID happened, got furloughed from that. Worked at Stop and Shop, which is a grocery store, doing promo analytics for a while... Year and a half, two years, and then I got my master's in economics, and I also got a degree in computer science somewhere up there. Somewhere
1: did there. you do this? That intro completely out of order. Completely backwards. Backwards. Got yeah. It. Okay. Okay.
0: And I think that's. I you know I describe myself as someone who like does computers, but knows how to describe the results of that to people. Yeah. In a way, you know, that's really where I think. My strengths lie. Yeah, I'm not the best programmer you'll ever meet, but I'm the best at talking to people about those programs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. That's yeah. kind of where the nut is, right? I mean, that's like yeah, and that's a I translator think, exactly, and that's like the back, right? That's the background of it, where I think that's the direction I'm going to be approaching a lot of these conversations from. And so, uh, yeah. What about what about you, man?
1: I'm TJ. I like Zach, major Nikon. You know me. Um, I kind of stumbled into finance after econ. I worked three years in investment banking in New York at a firm called J.P. Morgan. Um, Then I also I left that gig about a couple years ago to work for a private investment firm focused on credit and special situations, based in San Francisco. Um, So, can you just give an example of like a special situation?
0: Like I think of like a birthday party, but. Yeah. Is it more, (laughs) (laughs)
1: like I'm imagining it's like, you know, like a special situation. Yeah. Um, Birthday parties could be a special situation. A (laughs) special situation basically Is it like bankruptcy or? Yeah. It's something like that. Like in the, in the like private investment context, when Mm -hmm. people say special situation, it's almost like an intentionally vague word that's kind of a catch all for things that don't have like a typical vanilla solutions in the public or private capital markets. Got it. Right? So like, if I am a company and I want to sell common stock, you know, for the first time, mm-hmm. there's an IPO and there's a product like a capital markets product that exists, and there's mm-hmm. like a well trodden path to do that. A special situation is like, look, I'm a family owned business where you know the owners need liquidity, and maybe we're going through restructuring, and there's an international element, and we need to figure out a solution, mm-hmm. but there's no like existing capital market product or solution for that problem. Huh. That's really so. A firm like ours will step in. Yeah. Yeah. To provide that liquidity in terms of
0: yeah. you know some yeah exactly resource yeah or something exactly about that.
1: exactly huh,
0: that's really interesting yeah yeah very cool sure. you know we know each other from college and it was very much a divergence of paths yeah but I think through kind of you know the hilarity of COVID in a way we found each other here in Las Vegas and we both had the idea of wanting to do something content related yeah. And so I think, you know, <laughs> I joke about how there's a sentence of me, you know, thinking, you know, uh, a sentence in every podcast about how I'm just take 30 seconds to be like, oh, teacher's the best and teacher's so great. Thanks. But I think uh, in order to have now fill that time, the <laughs> required time by your writer, yeah. but I think you're very much a person who I think is very sharp, very good at finding these solutions and points of leverage and obviously ready to take the world in a very interesting field, right? And I think you have a great viewpoint to bring to, you
1: know, future interviews and things of that nature. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think I'd take it differently, though. I, I think um, when I thought about why we wanted to connect to do a podcast, mm-hmm. I think it was something that, like, harkens back to our days in econ, mm-hmm. which was, think about, like, the core tenet of econ is just, like, um kind of understanding why people do what they're going to do, given the set of incentives or, like, outcomes or whatever. Um, And I think we kind of just wanted to continue pulling on that thread, right? In your world, data analytics, like, that's, like, the bread and butter, really, of what you do. That's kind of, like, more or less bread and butter of what I do, too, is, like, trying to predict outcomes and how people will act and how markets will react and things like that, right? So I think what we wanted to do is, like, find a medium in the podcast is that medium to, like, understand how other people are going to act or in in their fields or what makes them good at what they do. And just, like, th- there's this, like, underlying thread of curiosity that kind of runs through that thinking, right? Yeah, I think that's a really great way to put it about how
0: I think we're both just intensely curious about any number of areas. Yeah, You know, and we, for instance, we were talking earlier about <clears throat> finding a, uh, talking earlier about finding a, like, TikTok star. Or an Instagram you know, influencer of some sort. Yeah. Just because I think it'd be interesting to learn those lessons yeah. that they practice. And that is directly applicable to almost none of it. But <laughs> none of what we do. Yeah. But I'm sure there'd be some nugget we can pull from that conversation. That then we can, then can either apply to our lives and hopefully to our listeners'
1: lives. Yeah, I, that's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, I think that's exactly what we're trying to achieve, right? It's like everyone's day-to-day might look so different. But there's threads of truth or points of leverage or tools that, like, are important whether you're an Instagram influencer or doing data analytics and how can you, like, extract those from conversations with people Mm -hmm. and, like, squish them and mold them so they are applicable to your life. Yeah. Or our lives, right? Absolutely. We should talk about the name, Loop and Point, where that comes from. Yes.
0: So we brainstormed, I think significant brainstorming is the first easy answer. But it really came across to us, I think, in that there's this idea of a loop. And when we, what we mean when we say that is a positive feedback loop. And so there's usually some activity that really drive, that significantly drives the results of all of your other activities. Uh, data science, you know, for me, it's programming, right? Emails and other things can take away like these slices of time. But I know that if I spend time, Heads down, creating data driven processes to then deliver results that can significantly move the need, uh, move the meter for the clients, you know, our company, things of that nature, my own career, yeah, all of those things. And I think that there's certain, I'm always fascinated in that I think people miss what drives the meter for them, yeah. And so, I think there's a great opportunity for us to kind of explore, you know, if we're talking to a restaurateur. And say, you know, your goal is getting butts and seats. Why are you spending so much time on, you know, Facebook? Right, mm-hmm. trying to get likes on Facebook, right? When that doesn't
1: matter, mm-hmm. but you're super successful on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Like, like carving, <laughs> extracting the loops from different fields, and, and making a point of them. Right. So I think, and I think we talk about yak shaving. <laughs> yes. So. A long-running
0: bit with us now is this idea of yak shaving. And uh, this term is known by almost no one except, (laughs) uh, I will say, my own father mentioned yak shaving to me. And I was like, I think I I told you. No, I got it from a podcast. I think I'm on a one-man mission here to spread out that term across the universe. And so it's this idea... Almost the opposite of what I said in terms of loops, but yak shavings have this idea of what is a productive thing you can be doing, or what seems productive at first glance, but really doesn't drive that meter for you. Yeah. And so I'm just fascinated in all of these different instances we can find with both ourselves and other people yeah. about things that seem productive yeah. that
1: actually aren't when you really look at it. Like people spend, just to take the classic example... So much time scheduling meetings or writing the perfect email Mm -hmm. or, you know, thinking about, like, I don't know what socks to wear when, like, none of that drives outcomes for probably whatever you do. Like, you do need to write some amount of emails in whatever, like, field of profession you're in. But, like, the marginal benefit from writing a perfect email, from writing a like, okay email is zero. Absolutely. And getting it out, you know, four hours earlier. Yeah. An example
0: that I fall into multiple times a week, a month, if not year, is I love reading productivity books, and it amazes almost everyone I tell this to. In that, instead of finishing another three or four productivity books, I should just probably be more productive yeah. and get that stuff done. That's during a, that time. It's such a meta yak
1: shaving example because yes. like you're you're trying to avoid yak shaving, like which is yak shaving, so. mm-hmm. and that's it's. Well, they- and it's trap because like you read
0: this productivity book and you're like, oh, I accomplished this thing, <laughs> but I the give the nuggets that I got from that book are probably that I should focus on what matters.
1: Yeah. Which kind of by definition is not reading this book. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But I think like it's so the idea of yak shaving and, and like identifying it and drawing a box around it is so in line with the idea of like loop and point or generating mm-hmm. leverage for whatever you want to do because. You want to be able to clearly identify what is a waste of time, Mm -hmm. frankly. And like seeing how other people have identified it, like whatever yak shaving is for an Instagram model or like a restaurateur or a financial advisor, maybe not like is exactly what it is for you, but it's, you know, there's analogs that you can draw. Absolutely. I think that's the idea. Yeah, And I think there's going to be lessons we can draw from these people too, if that's not
0: abundantly clear, but I think we're going to be able to learn things and learn what really drives, moves the meter for people. Yeah. But there's going to be future episodes that actually have a point <laughs> and a thesis. And this was just our emphasis of getting started. Mm. And I think our goal here of getting people used to what our episodes are going to be about has been sufficiently accomplished. But I'll just say, if this sounds like your thing, I would download a couple episodes. Definitely hit some interviews. Definitely hit some Zach and TJ episodes. But this
1: is hopefully the start of a very exciting run into 2021 here.